Welcome to the Advancing Women Podcast, where ambitious women come together to challenge the status quo, advance their careers, and up-level their lives. The Advancing Women Podcast is hosted by gender equity expert and executive coach, Dr. Kimberly D. Simone. Welcome, warriors, to the Advancing Women Podcast. I kicked off the new year on the Advancing Women Podcast with a focus on goals, what I called BRAG, Bold, Radical, Audacious Goals. As I moved into February, I shifted a bit from goals, accountability, and growth mindset to self-compassion, self-love, and self-improvement. Well, today, I am very excited in our last episode of February, as we prepare to march into Women's History Month, to talk with an impressive new author about a book all of us warrior women can benefit from, Water for Your Garden, an affirmation book to fortify and uplift all women alike. Water for Your Garden is a compilation of jewels from conversations with women at various phases of life. In our most vulnerable state, these words of wisdom and affirmations provide solace and can truly be that bright spot in your day when you need a gentle reminder of who you are. The visuals are rich and highlight the boldness and beauty of womanhood. As we continue to move with gratitude to impact the world positively, the affirmations provide a foundation for ongoing mental physical, and emotional growth, and authentic joy. Mia is a sassy and sultry writer with a passion for sisterhood. She's an Atlanta native, is a graduate of Georgia State University's College of Arts and Sciences and Troy University's Hall School of Journalism and Communication. Professionally, she has flourished in leadership positions in both the private and nonprofit sectors. And very interestingly, during the pandemic, Mia launched a blog and podcast to create a storytelling space and a platform for expression. Code Switching Creative is a blog to highlight the many aspects of her experience as a millennial and a Black professional in predominantly white spaces. Mia is a fellow podcaster, and her podcast, Since Y'all Don't Read, explores an array of shared experiences and expertise from other Black women across various industries. Mia, I am so delighted to have you on the Advancing Women podcast to talk about this wonderful book. Thank you so much for coming. Kimberly, thank you for having me. I am excited to be here. (laughs) Well, I can't wait to jump right in, and I want to start with a discussion of self-love. As we wrap up February, right? What is it? How do we implement self-love practices? And why is it so important, especially for women? Well, I'll definitely start by saying self-love is just appreciating who you are and where you are in the moment. And I think, you know, with the pandemic and having, you know, that extra time to sit with yourself, I was like, I am all I have. This is, you know, my body, my mind, my spirit. That's something that I have to continue to build and continue to fortify because as you get older, you want to make sure that you feel as whole as you can. You know, whether your eyes go, you need your glasses, where those <laughs> your knees start to ache and, you know, creak every time you get up and jump too fast. You know, you want to make sure that you're pouring back into your own glass however you can. So for me, that's what I see self-love as. It's not just going to get a facial or massage, but just taking that extra moment in the morning while I'm making my breakfast to sit in silence versus having the TV on or having music playing or, you know, walking to the mailbox and just kind of enjoying that energy of the world around you as you hear the birds chirping and the wind blowing, you know, just taking those moments for yourself. That is a key part of self-love. And, you know, that's just 
a, a smaller part of this larger ecosystem that we all are in and how we can contribute to the world around us being more balanced and feeling whole as people. Yeah, I love that. I love the balance that you're talking about, even between your mindset, but also your tool set, right? You have to be in touch with who you are and what those moments of joy are, but you also have to get your head right to be open to those moments and to see them. And I love those small ways because sometimes it can feel so daunting. Mm -hmm. And I think this idea that, you know, just take a minute to be in it, right? Yes. Yes. I love that. I think that's big. Yes. So how do we do it, right? So how do we implement these self-love practices and how do we incorporate this idea of self-love? And I love what you said about being comfortable with where you are now, because I talked about this in a self-compassion episode. Sometimes as ambitious warrior women, we're like, I want to be goal-driven and I want to advance and I want to transcend and I want to thrive. And that somehow that can feel at odds with being self-accepting. And I don't necessarily think they have to be. And so how do we balance that, incorporate that self-love into our lives every day? Yes, I, I agree. I feel like they both can exist. And I think it, it's just a matter of always being aware and then understanding balance. Because, you know, as you ebb and flow through life, things are not always going to be on the same level, but it's a matter of how you handle it as it's coming to you. So for me, it's a new journey for me. And it's something that I've started to explore, you know, as I enter my thirties, I tell people, I'm like, I'm, I'm still a baby in the world, but 30 still felt really big when it was coming at me. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. But it was one of those things. It was like, you know, I remember looking back at pictures from high school and even pictures of college. And I'm like, I had all these things that I'm like, Oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. And it's like, you know what? Everything that I did in my life to this point, it got me to where I am. All the things that I've wanted, I've been able to attain. And it's just a matter of having that gratitude in the moment. That's a part of the self-love journey. But then also understanding, like, I know this is something I could do better to get to the next step, to get to that next point in life, whatever the next goal is. I love that idea of gratitude because we can be working to be better, but still be Mm -hmm. grateful for what we've done. And there's actually a good amount of science behind the power of gratitude. And I really love and can't wait to hear a little bit more about how gratitude ties into those specific affirmation practices that you talk about. Because I've heard others say too, that even in their darkest moments, that gratitude has been an incredibly powerful tool and practice. Yes, that is key. Like waking up and just saying, you know what? Someone did not wake up today, but I did. And saying it out loud. I talk to myself a lot and I talk to myself out loud because I feel like there is power in your words. Life and death lie in the power of the tongue. So it's a matter of saying it out loud to get yourself to believe it, that inner mind to have that positive reinforcement. Like, okay, I'm alive. Thank you. What's next, I think that's know? very powerful. And I've heard people kind of scoff at things like affirmations, yes. but you know, we're very comfortable and accepting of the negative self-talk, right? So mm-hmm. people quite frequently are able to talk negatively to their self and even out loud about themselves. And so is it really any different? You know, we're always talking to ourselves. What you're talking about is the way we talk to ourselves and the level with which we talk to ourselves. Can you talk about yes. that a little bit? Absolutely. You know, I tell people self-deprecation is not something that you want to continue. Even if it's jokingly, every joke has an ounce of truth. You have to remind yourself and you have to believe in the positive aspect of it. And it can be cliche at times, but it's just a matter of acknowledging the good before the bad, you know, 
taking that time to actually say, you know what, today was a really hard day, but I made it through the day. And looking looking at it with the sense of what did I accomplish? What was I able to do that I might not have been able to do yesterday? You pushed yourself that extra hour to you know get something done or to fulfill your schedule. So it, it it's all about perspective. And I know some people talk about, you know, having that positive spin sometimes can be false, but you have to train your brain to believe whatever it is. So if you train your brain to believe the negative, then you will always move in a deficit. If you train your brain to have that that optimism and to, to look forward with gratitude, you will have more abundance because you will attract that, the energy in the universe, it'll start to bring more to you. Yeah, I love that. And that is why it's a practice. You know, you talk about self-love practices and not quick fixes that are supposed to solve all the problems of the world or all the problems that we sometimes perceive in our minds or even the real problems. But I love how you say that your mindset is such an important part of that. That's really an important practice to get in the habit of. And what's really interesting about what you said about self-deprecating commentary is that We have to be really careful as women because when we do that, the impact can be even more negative than it might be for others. It can have a more lasting effect. You know, let's be on our own side. Let's have our own back here. I think that's so important. Absolutely. Especially with women, I feel like we get all of these negative messages daily that we don't realize we're internalizing, whether you're seeing the commercial to, you know, shave or the commercial about, you know, eating healthy and weight loss, you know, depending on where you are mentally, you might not realize how you're internalizing those messages. You don't know how you're going to internalize it for yourself. So it's a matter of, as a woman, being aware of that and understanding the journey is just going to be that much harder. But with that struggle comes the progress of being a stronger warrior woman in the end. Absolutely. So this is a book of affirmations in the form Mm -hmm. of a coffee table book. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about why you created it, how you created it, and how women can use these affirmations every day. So for me, it's, I'm a visual person. I need images. I need colors. That's how things, you know, stick for my mind. But then also I understand words mean things. And as you say things daily, affirmations for me, it was, you know, after I finished college and I'm working my job that I had been at for about 10 plus years. And I was kind of hitting that wall right after grad school of, okay, what's next? You know, they, you get all these messages of what you need to do to go to college, get the job, get the, get the husband, the kid, the, the house and the white picket fence. And it became, but what do I want right now? And if that's a part of my journey, how do I build it in? But then also, how do I make sure I'm building me up in the process? And so these are affirmations. I've had conversations with friends and even with mentors and just repeating them daily. I did not realize until I look back, you know, with therapy and with healthy behaviors and habits, it all really added up to make me a more whole woman. And so I've decided to, to do this. You can never have too many affirmations to be able to have them in one place, especially where it's centered around women, because so many things are kind of overlooked being a woman. So it was one of those things I'm like having that imagery to see the vibrant colors, but then also the messaging that's just very simple and straight to the point that um, that paradigm of having both really helps is something that you can share with people or you can just have and it can be a conversation piece. And then you you ask yourself, why did I buy this? Or why am I buying it for someone else? And that can lead to opening the doors and opportunities for discussion. 
Yeah, I love that because part of buying the book is investing, right? It's having yeah. some skin in the game and saying, you know what? I bought this book. I'm going to pick it up because yeah. I need to read it once in a while. I also think that you hit on something really important, which is, you know, we don't think, we know that we're going to wake up and hear a thousand messages, mm-hmm. visual and audio messages that say not enough, not enough, not enough, just not good enough. And so saying, I need to surround myself with the tools. And some of those tools are the practice of self-talk that I already have in my head. And some of those tools are the warriors I surround myself with and my tribe who I can count on to be there to interrupt those negative messages, having something to turn to when maybe it just gets to be too much and my brain doesn't want to find the positive word, right? You know how that gets? Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh man, I'm, I'm really getting caught up in all this negativity and my brain won't turn it off. And so having something tangible to go to and grab. Absolutely. And I think it, it like you said, when you have that extra skin in the game, I feel like sometimes that makes the reward a lot better because you put your quarters in and you know, okay, this is what I hope to get back. So even if it's not necessarily the words that are on the paper or the images that are that are in the book, it's what you're able to take away from it and how you're able to at least start to train your brain and change your perspective, give you that extra thought and insight. And, you know, you can work on that, whether it's through journaling or just through working it out in therapy, but starting that conversation, however it looks. I have to tell you, the book is beautiful. And I do think there's something to the words, but also just the feeling that we get. You know, there's science that shows that colors can make us feel a certain kind of way and to take our mood to another place. And again, when you have so much against you, the more tools, what we hear, what we see, what we read, how we talk, what we say, the more places that we can turn to for that inspiration and to shift our mindset and our feelings to that place of self-love or self-appreciation or positive self-talk. I think we need all of that and more given, as you said, all the negative things we hear all the time. Yeah. And even when you think about the permanency of things, like you have, they say you have to repeat something 20 times for it to stick or however the brain works. If you can go back to it, you know, it'll stick with you more and more. The more you see it, the more you're able to have it in your peripheral that it will eventually become life. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I once saw a doctor who said that when she has women who come to her, and she was a medical doctor, Mm -hmm. that sometimes she writes on a prescription I love myself exactly as I am today. And she says, your prescription is to say this 30 times for 30 days every day. And she says, in the beginning, you're going to hear all the negative self-talk. Like, how could you love yourself? Look at your thighs or, you know, all of the, the things. But then eventually, I think to the point you made, Mia, that over time, and the science is there. So we don't even understand. We don't even need to understand why. We just need to know that it's true. Trust yes. the process, trust the affirmations, use them the way they're meant to be used and wait and see what happens. Absolutely. I mean, as simple as it sounds, that is the key. You have to just trust the process. Absolutely. So I noticed the book is segmented into three parts. Can you talk a little bit about this? Yes. It's mind, body, and spirit or soul, depending on how you see that. I broke up those affirmations in a way that it explains how you're going to fill your cup, how you're going to water your garden, because you are the garden. This is you as the woman. You're the garden. So with water for your garden, you have water for your mind, water for your body, and water for your spirit. And so with that, we have affirmations that build you up physically, you know, whether it's the, the, 
the shape of your thighs or the curve in your smile, that's a part of the body, having those positive affirmations and then moving into the mind. Sometimes we have that negative self-talk. Sometimes we have that self-sabotage that creeps in when we're doing well, building up your mental so that you are able to kind of flip that with that positive intelligence and know that where I'm supposed to be, this is a part of the process and keep yourself steady. But then also the third part, building up your spirituality, your soul, understanding that we are all a part of this larger collective, the universe, what you give out is what will come back. This all, you know, forms who we are, a whole woman. And so I broke it up into those three parts because I wanted readers to understand that it's not just a quick fix of, oh, you know, go wear that lipstick and that'll help you feel better. Oh, you know, eat these carrots and, you know, you'll feel better about what your eating habits are. It takes everything. And it's not just the one quick fix. You have to look at the whole person, the whole woman to grow. I love that. There's so much full complexity to women. And so understanding that intuitively, but then also engaging in practices that acknowledge that are so important. And I love how you said you are the garden. Because I think that's such an important thing. You know, we can be really hard on ourselves when we miss a goal or we get it wrong. You're saying you are the goal. You are the garden. So any way that you're talking to yourself that forgets that and starts to think that the goal is the goal or that the goal is the garden. No, you're the garden. And I love when you talk about self-worth and you say in the book, quote, your self-worth is non-negotiable. I love that. And I wanted you to talk about that a little bit. You know, during the pandemic, I decided I'm going to quit my job. I'm just going to walk away after 11 years and I'm going to find something else. Like so many people did during that time, right? It was like an awakening. Yes. And I and I totally understood and identified with it because in that moment I, in my job, it was certain aspects of it I just did not feel valued. And I had been there so long and I'm thinking you give your time to a company and you don't feel like it's reciprocated. And I just felt like, you know what? I don't know what's next, but I know that I deserve more, whether it's pay, whether it's, you know, professional development workshops, however it looked, I just knew that I could not negotiate that when it came to the next step. And so I just, I say, you know what, your self-worth is non-negotiable, whether you're in a relationship, whether that relationship is platonic or romantic, understanding that you are the prize. And again, referring back to the garden. Women are the creators of life. We, we bring life, we grow life. And everything that comes from us is because we were truly created to create more. And so it was just a matter of understanding you can't put a price on that. And so whatever you feel you're valued and what you deserve, whatever that looks like, go for it. And when you trust that, everyone else will just have to stand there and answer to it. I love that. There's Dr. Kristen Neff, and she's been studying self-compassion and self-worth for a very long time in comparison to self-esteem. And one of the points she makes is a lot of times self-esteem has to do with the external world and their value in us. It's being better than or winning, right? So we get to have esteem when we get the promotion over someone else, or we get the higher grade than someone else, or whatever that winning is. And self-compassion or self-worth is a little bit different because that comes from within. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it's lasting. It can be lasting. If we practice self-worth and self-kindness, it can be powerful because it's not contingent on better than. It's like you said, we as women 
are rightfully in a place to receive self-kindness and to have positive self-worth as creators of life and recognizing that as humans and as women, we inherently have self-worth and we are deserving of self-kindness and self-compassion. I think that's why that your self-worth is non-negotiable. I've been saying that quite a bit this week, I'll be honest with you, because I'm being challenged in some areas. You get challenged on your competency or Mm -hmm. people are there making you feel like maybe you're too big for your bridges. All of those negative things. And I keep thinking, you know what Mia would say? Your self-worth, it is non-negotiable. I am not going there. I'm not going to allow myself to go down any path or entertain any conversation with myself where I'm going to allow that external world to tell me that I don't have the worth that I know that I have. That's such a really important point. I I can't say it enough that what you believe for yourself, everyone else will fall in line. It it sticks with me daily. I know I'm like, whether I'm in line at Chick-fil-A or I'm negotiating a partnership deal, you, you have to believe it for everyone else to believe it. That's a great point. You've talked a lot about the energy we put out into the universe. And I was just going to ask you to talk about that a little bit because, you know, I'm a scientist and sometimes I struggle with that type of language, but I have found with practice that trusting in the process and putting that positive energy out at the very least helps you shift your own mindset. So I was wondering as a person with far more expertise than I have (laughs) on that kind of law of attraction, if you could just talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. I think it's simple science. Energy is transferable. So when you think of, you know, like a 12 second hug, how it creates those endorphins um, in your brain, it releases those chemicals. The same thing is when you put out positivity or when you put out the authentic truth in that moment, it comes back to you as you're transferring this energy, whatever you put out, it'll come back. For me, um, I've learned putting out what my true story is, being honest about where I am and not just putting, you know, for social media to see the good side. So being honest about the bad and, and how much it takes to kind of get through certain things to be able to come out better for having that example for others. It it gives them something to build off of, because I think a lot of times, especially with women, we don't have the historical data to be able to say, this is how you do X, Y, Z, or we don't have, you know, others sharing their stories. Women, sometimes we are ashamed to share our stories because it somehow makes us inferior. And I think you are stronger when you are authentic about what it takes to get to wherever you are. And so that is all a part of the ecosystem that we're built to create and the energies that we are here to circulate. You have to be authentic. Otherwise, what you get back, it'll be fool's gold. Yeah, that's really interesting because I think most people can see the downside of that. Meaning when you go down that path where you're like, oh, everything keeps going wrong. I can't believe I caught that light and, and so on. And I think we've all seen it. So we're very easily and quickly able to go, oh man, everything's going wrong and to see the wrong over and over again. But then if you ask people, well, what if you shifted and you only saw the good things and you only put out the positive energy and then it's like, oh no, I don't believe in any of that. (laughs) But a few minutes ago, you just said, and I've been guilty of it myself, right? So, you know, I think we all know that we tend to see what we expect to see. And in some ways we experience what we expect to experience. Mm -hmm. And when you come at it, as you said, with gratitude and positive energy, if nothing else, you're more likely to see things to be grateful for and the positive things, especially if you're intentionally pushing those things out. 
you know, not making space for those negative things that don't serve us, that don't serve our joy, our comfort and our growth. And as you said, that don't serve our mind, our body or our soul. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to even just another quote that I think of often my friend, she always said it to me, rejection is protection. Maybe you have all these red lights because you're not supposed to be somewhere in the next five minutes that can save you from a traumatic incident. So you have to look at it like, okay, you know what? I got all these red lights, but I'm I'm in a rush for no reason. I I will get there when I get there. That's trusting that the universe has in store for you wonderful things and not terrible things, right? So you've got to believe that. And that's part of the process, right? Believing that indeed the world does have in store for you beautiful things and you may not always understand it, but they may very well be on the horizon. Absolutely. So I always have a what I call a manifest statement, how this all manifests. And I'm going to do it a little differently today because you talked about mind, body, and soul, the three parts of the book. So I went through and picked out three of my favorite affirmations, and I'm going to make those my manifest statements for the week. And then I'm going to see if there's one or two that you want to share. So my manifest statements are this, mind, when in doubt, choose yourself. And there's so much meaning in there, and it's probably different for everyone. But for me, I'm going to choose myself, right? And what serves me. So when in doubt, choose yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be compassionate to yourself. Love yourself. Give yourself a break. That meant so much for me. So that is one of the key takeaways for me. Soul. Replenish your soul with the things that bring you joy. It's not just the mindset, but the skill set and the tool set. Turning to your tribe, the tools, like the books, the habits, the constant affirmation. So people, habits, mindset, all of it together, replenishing your soul with the things that bring you joy. And part of that is just taking a minute to say, do I even know what that is? Am I really in touch with the things that bring me joy? And for me, that made me take a step back and take a deep breath when I read that. I was like, how are you with intentionality and purpose finding and bringing those things into your life habitually on a regular basis to ensure that when these other things come at you, you've put some positivity in the emotional bank account, right? So that when those withdrawals start coming at you, you're not overdrafted, which sometimes (laughs) can happen when life comes at you hard, right? I did mind, soul, now I'll do body. You are better than your worst day and worthy of taking a break. And so much of this is about being kind to ourselves and our mindset, talking to ourselves the way we would talk to our friend. And I love that idea of you're better than your worst day because we are so, so very hard on ourselves in ways that we would never be to our friends and the people we love. And sometimes, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I'll say we can almost catastrophize our own mistakes and our own problems. And it's like, well, let's just take a deep breath here and um, kind of right size the problem. My best friend always says that. Let's right-size that problem because I think we're giving that problem a little bit more power than it deserves. So I love the idea that we are better than our worst day and also worthy of taking a break. Man, sometimes I'm on that treadmill of life and all the goals and all the things and you know we're all warriors and we want to do all the things and we can be that person still and take a break, take a breath. And I think that one for me is something that I'm constantly working on. So those were some of the ones that I took away that I loved. So what are some of your favorites, Mia? One that sticks in my mind often is what what you focus on is what you manifest. The sense of understanding that, like you said, right-sizing those problems, but then also 
looking at your day, looking at your whole life and understanding everything has a part. It's all a part of a greater plan. Focusing on the bad or focusing on that misstep or focusing on, oh, I, you know, I should have said this in that argument. That doesn't matter. What matters is what do you need to get to the next step? What do you need to grow? Because growth is the ultimate goal. And so what you focus on is what you manifest is something I have to remind myself because even sometimes I'm looking at my nail like, oh, I broke that nail. I need to go to the nail salon. I need to go to the nail salon. So, you know what? You'll have time to get to that nail salon when you can. The nail will still be broken regardless. Focus yeah. on the fact that you have 10 fingers. Yeah, it's not easy to do that in the moment. Yeah. And sometimes I think, it's a good reminder to kind of take that deep breath, take a beat. As you said, take a break and just think a little bit about right-sizing that problem. And I think that we do manifest that energy to a degree and you attract that energy, right? Mm -hmm. I always say when I feel the worst about myself, what makes me feel good about myself is when I look at the people that love me and that are closest to me because they're awesome, right? And so kind of flipping that mindset and taking yourself out of the middle of it for a second and saying, well, look at, you know, to your point, what I've surrounded myself with, look at how my energy has manifested all this positive energy. And so maybe I should think about that a little bit more before I'm really hard on myself. Um, I saw a meme once that said, when I think about tough days that I feel like I can't get through, I think back on all the tough days I've had and realize that I've gotten through 100% of them. So we've got that history behind us. I love that. I love that, which it leads me into my next quote that speaks directly to that. And it's just a matter of take a moment to honor your past because it brightens your future. And for me, that is really what all this is. Good, bad, ugly. It all builds up to brighten your path ahead. And you you have to appreciate even those bad moments because you know where you were mentally and to know that you were able to get past that. It's just another step. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's part of our power. It's really hard to feel like a badass and a powerful (laughs) warrior woman if you haven't had to go through those tough times. In some ways, we can look back in hindsight and say, yeah, part of who I am, perhaps a very big part of my strength comes from some of that adversity and those hard times and even thriving despite, maybe not despite, right? Maybe because of some of those things in some ways. So I love this book. I've enjoyed it so much. It's beautiful. You have such a wonderful way of saying things. You know, a lot of these things are kind of intuitive, but you put it in just the right way that makes it so accessible. So I was wondering if you could just share where folks can find the book and learn more about you. And I'll be sure, I'll be sure to include that in the show notes as well. Absolutely. So you can find more information about Water for Your Garden as well as me um, at miachantel.com, which is M-I-A-S-H-A-N-T-E-L.com. For more information on how to order the book, you can go to miachantel.com backslash book, and that'll take you directly to the link to the page to see more about the book, get more of a backstory on why I decided to create it. And follow me on social. I'm easily accessible at the Mia Chantel on Instagram, um, as well as LinkedIn. You can find me at Mia Chantel or Mia Hawley, which is my last name. I'm an open book. I tell people, connect with me. I'm a connector intrinsically. I enjoy hearing people's stories and just learning more about them. That's wonderful. I'll include all of that information in the show notes for anyone who didn't catch it here. Can't recommend the book enough. This has been such a wonderful conversation. 
I thank you for sharing the time and I thank you for sharing all of your positive energy, both here and in the book. And I really look forward to continuing to find strength as I read it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this opportunity sharing this platform with you. And I just hope that this is the first of a long lasting relationship. I just know it will be. Thank you so much. (laughs) For more resources, you can visit my website, www.advancingwomenpodcast.com and connect on Instagram at Advancing Women Podcast. I love getting your feedback. So please email me at Dr. D. Simone at advancingwomenpodcast.com. I just want to thank Joe Jacobs, the audio warrior who wrote the music for this podcast. And a huge thanks to Heather Harris, the creative warrior who designed the Advancing Women podcast logo. And thanks to all of you for joining me here today.